0: Welcome to episode 28 of Course Creation Bites. I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And today we're going to have a quick chat about what worked in 2020. Obviously, this podcast and episode now is very dated at time of recording. We're heading towards the end of 2020 and it's been a big year to say the least, in lots of different ways, but in course creation as well. If there was every year that really made people realize the power of getting things done online, the power of connecting with their audience online, the power of delivering their products and services online, 2020 has been the push that many people needed. And that is just as true for courses as well. It has been a colossal year, one that most won't forget for a while. And it's not necessarily just bad although lots of stuff has happened but I know plenty of businesses that have thrived through this period as well because they have been willing to embrace new ways of doing things I don't want to use the p word pivot I don't want to use the p word but um yeah there are lots of people who did really well during this time as well and so it's just been a big year of change if nothing else so in the world of course creation what has worked one moving online So there are plenty of businesses that I've worked with who offered face-to-face training and facilitated workshops and ran live programs that have suddenly realized that actually they need a method of delivering this online as well. And so lots of businesses this year have moved online for the first time. And while it's been a busy year to do that, it has worked really well. I've seen some clients who ran face-to-face for forever and who honestly didn't think they could replicate what they did in a face-to-face program online. They doubted they could build the same relationships. They doubted they could do the same kind of practical-based activities. And while online isn't exactly the same as face-to-face, what they did do is build an incredibly powerful program that isn't there to replace face-to-face. When they can do face-to-face again, they will, but is a great alternative for those who can't make it to -to face-to-face lessons. So moving online has definitely been something that worked well. Tiny offers and micro courses. So something else I've seen definitely come to the forefront this year is been much smaller bite-sized pieces. When I talk about tiny offers, um, that is a very specific strategy, um, taught by a lady who for the life of me, I can't remember now, her name is Ali, Google search Ali and tiny offers. I'm sure you'll find her. It's a specific strategy, but micro courses in general. So micro courses are simply small bite-sized pieces. Rather than taking big, long programs, you buy a single piece Um, It's something that solves one single specific problem. It might be just a couple of videos or just a couple of modules, but it does exactly what it says in the packets, um, which is it solves the one problem that you were trying to solve. The upside of these has been that they're heaps easier to consume. So as a student, if you're busy, which this has been the year for it, right? With people doing um, school from home and working from home and everything else that's been going on trying to fit learning in has been difficult. So these micro courses and these micro offers have been a great way for your students to consume information. But in terms of pivoting, which is the word I didn't want to use, in terms of producing content fast, these tiny offers and micro offers have been great for businesses who need to get something online quickly as well, because obviously they're a lot smaller and they're a lot easier to produce and get online fast. So they're good for both parties in a time when time has been tight for everyone they don't replace big signature programs. There is definitely a place in the market still for big, intense courses, full support, full accountability, long programs. Um, these don't replace those by any means. They simply offer an alternative method for learning that will suit some users and not others, but they have worked really well for some businesses. The other thing I've worked seen work really well this year is the businesses who truly understand their audience and their audience's needs and what they're trying to do have thrived. So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it countless times. We talk about target market again and again and again and again and ideal client and all those sorts of things. Um but I've said many a time and I'm sure I will say many a time again that in course creation, it is as important if not more important because when you're building content to serve an audience that has to solve a problem, it has to be the right content and it has to help them do the thing they want to do in a way that's useful for them not just for you. So the businesses that have truly understood their audience and their audience's needs and how they learn and how they want to use the content and what results that they want and what outcomes they need and what implementation they're going to do, like those businesses have thrived in terms of building online programs because they really understand their audience and how to deliver their outcomes. It comes up in all sorts of things. And, and it's a question I answer all the time when people talk about things like, how long should my videos be? It's like, well, how long has your audience got to sit down and watch your videos? It's like, do I need PDF workbooks? It's like, I don't. do your audience want PDF workbooks? Like, do they have a printer available to them? Are they even... I know so many people nowadays who just don't don't physically have a printer in the house. So you can send them a really pretty workbook, but if they can't print it out, is it useful? Well, it might be if you've turned it into an editable PDF, but if you didn't do that step, is it? So these questions all come back to who is your audience? What do they need from you and how are they using your content? And if you don't understand that, you're just not going to get them to the outcomes that you want them to reach or that they want to reach because it's just too hard. So those are some of the things that I've seen work really, really well this year. Definitely moving online, and especially for those people who didn't think they could move online, biting the bullet and just doing it has worked really, really well for them. These tiny offers and micro programs have worked incredibly well for a lot of businesses and really understanding what your audience wants and needs has worked well too. You can take the same lessons um, and apply them next year as well. They're definitely not just relevant to this year, but in terms of what has worked so far, yeah, it's worth thinking about. Right, your action step, because you cannot build a course simply by listening to me talk about courses. Unfortunately, you have to go away and do something. Um, And today I'd like you to take a moment to reflect and review. And while this specifically is a podcast about course creation, your review might include more than this, but look back at the year that was and what worked. Like what did go well? Because it's been one of those years where it might not be everything you wanted it to be, but especially for the clients I've been working directly with, there are wins and there are some really big wins when we stop and acknowledge the things that we've done. And so that's what I want you to do too. I mean, it might be course related, go back and look at your programs, looked at what worked, looked at what didn't, but bigger than that, take a moment to really review your business and what worked and what didn't, Um, but focus for today on what worked. Give yourself a pat in the back because we have all deserved that this year and I have no doubt you have too. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode.